want to I want to look at it from another perspective. Confronting the stranger's mentality. Confronting the stranger's mentality. You know, the Bible says something. If, uh, for instance, uh, let me read a couple of scriptures here before I just go into exactly what I have. In Matthew chapter 9, when you look at 18 to 22, you know, we are told there is this issue, the woman of the issue of blood. You know the story, isn't it? Okay. Great prayers, great people, and then Jesus had no way. And then somebody touched him. And he turned around and said, somebody touched me. He was healed of the issue of blood. But there is something I want to say there. Jesus said something in verse 22. But Jesus turned him about. And when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Now if you look at verse 27 of the same chapter of Matthew chapter 9 And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am about to do this, able to do this. He said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then turned he their eyes, touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus strictly charged them, saying, See that no man know this. First of all, this last story is something that makes me, I don't know how to put it. These men were blind. How were they following him and they were blind? I don't know. Have you seen a blind person following somebody? How can he walk? Has that ever occurred to you? These guys were blind. So, how were they following him? No, they record said they were blind. Am I correct? So, what kind of blindness was this? These guys were blind. They were following Jesus. He went to the house. They were blind. They came in. How did they come in? Well, I don't want to go into that. But that's a mystery. I'm sure you discover it's a mystery. Because if somebody is blind, you should be led. We are not told somebody was leading them. The Bible didn't say so. The Bible simply said they were blind. Huh? And they were following Jesus. Hey. May you have this kind of blindness then. Yeah, the blindness that can still enable you to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? That kind of blindness that can still make you recognize that there is a Jesus. For you to follow. Hallelujah. But the key thing we need there is according to your faith. That means this thing that will happen to you must be something that will be produced within you. It's according to your faith. Your faith. Not another man's own. According to your faith. See, Job says something. He said, I've heard of thee by the hearing of thee, but now my eyes hear thee. Beside that he said, with my eyes shall I see you. And my brother will say, not with the eyes of another. Hmm? Somebody can see him for you. Neither can another man's faith work for you. Of all the people that Jesus healed in this chapter, he said, according to your faith, your faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Now, how are you going to get faith in the first place? See, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, it said, if you look at Francis, but they have not, they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report. So then, verse 17, so then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How were the blind men going to have faith to follow Jesus? It means they had. And hearing is not just a matter of sound. It is that inner conviction. Listen, people of God, you cannot be talking of faith by just blabbing scriptures. That is no faith. Faith is an inner conviction of a thing real. You see it, you know it. Until this thing is factored within your spirit, nothing can happen in your life. Changes can never take place in your life until your faith comes to the level of absolute conviction. You know it beyond all doubt that this thing is real. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at the book of John. Faith coming by hearing. Who are you supposed to hear? John chapter 10. Four to five. And when he put them for his own sheep, he went before them and the sheep followed him. For they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow. But will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. It means these blind men, they've already recognized the voice of Jesus. It means they were already sheep in their heart before they came to Jesus. There is already a conversion in their spirit before they came to Jesus. See, there's a scripture that in the course of writing this book ministers strongly to me. When people talk about baptism, for instance, the Bible says, Baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and all the nations, you know, Matthew 28. What really kind of baptism are we talking about? Is it just dipping somebody in water? Will that make them to come to the Lord? Will that make them to know Jesus? Will that really make them to follow God? No. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. If you read the Bible, the Bible says, The whole of the children of Israel were baptized unto Moses and in the cloud. That means they were baptized into a person. What it really means is they came to the place of covenant agreement and obedience to whatever Moses was going to say. So when baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you are bringing them into an understanding of the dimension of the experience of God manifesting in three levels. An understanding of who God is. The people were baptized unto Moses, not unto a river. And if they were baptized unto Moses in the old covenant, so that they can come into agreement with God's covenant and the laws of Moses, when we are baptized in Christ, we come into agreement with whatever God is saying. Now, river can't do that. Sorry to say. Are you there with me? He said, the voice of strangers, they will not hear. Now, when you go to verse 27 of the same John 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. And I'll give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My friend, any voice that is telling you that you are dying tomorrow is not the voice of God. Any voice, see, you must confront the voice of strangers in your life. There are so many things you are hearing which are not from God. That is why you have no faith. That is why you are not made whole. That is why healing is not taking place. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at this. 
The voice of strangers. That means strangers have something to communicate. They have something to say. They have something to tell you. For you to even follow the Lord is to hear His voice. Now, you do not only hear His voice, you must know His voice or how He talks. The sound, you must identify who He is. If I pick my phone, if anybody is talking, even if your line is hidden, I will know who the person is. And if I speak to anybody, though some of you say when I travel, my voice changes. But often and again, you will know I'm the one talking. Because there's a relationship. Until you build a relationship with Jesus, until you become familiar, not in terms of content, until you become content, until you become familiar enough with Jesus Christ, you can't know when he's talking. Then you'll be allowed to be following all manner of sounds and voices that takes you away. From who God intends you to be. My sheep hear my voice. They know me and I know them. They follow me and the voice of stranger they will not hear. I'll be showing you a few things as to when you begin to hear the voice. What is supposed to happen. But let me say this. In 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 9. All of you know the story. Of the woman that multiplied oil in vessels and paid her debts. But you don't know what led to her being able to do what she did. You remember the story said she was to eat her last meal. Hello? <laughs> but look at this. And sometimes we use that to teach faith. Hey, the woman just gave to the man of God. Am I talking here? He just gave to the man of God and then the oil just multiplied and so on and so forth. It, that's faith. We use that for faith. But there is something my brothers do not understand. Why the woman have the faith that she had. Can I show you? Look at it. Verse 9. God is speaking to who? To Elijah. He said, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have done what? I have commanded a widow, woman there, to do what? To sustain thee. I have commanded. I have commanded. That means this widow had the voice of God. That is why she was able to give. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have commanded the widow. Is it people talk of great faith? I don't know. How can you have faith when you don't hear God? It is according to your own faith. That is what works. Not the faith of somebody else. By implication, it is what God tells you that will make you succeed. That is what will produce. That is even what will make your prayers to be what answered. I have commanded. There is a commandment behind the scene. The woman was acting under command. There was no way she could resist. No, that was the last meal. She was acting under command. And you want to teach faith with somebody who was commanded. When you have not had, when the person you are saying that you have the same faith have not had anything from God, my encouragement is that you must hear God for yourself. Don't allow all this manner of prophecies, whatever. I'm not against prophesying. I won't despise prophesying. But people of God, you must come to a place where you receive a command from God to do what you are doing. That is when it works. Faith coming by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. The woman was commanded. When, when God commands you, can you resist him? That is faith, man. He simply made the blind people that were following Jesus were commanded. It simply means the woman of the issue of blood had a command from God unknown to the people. Because without that, there is no faith. 
Faith cannot come by you just merely imagining. No, it is a command. It is the voice of God. Behind the scene unknown to you. Hmm. See, there, there are times, there comes a time, I think, in our lives where we just sit down and wait for God to tell us to do some things. Amen? Are you listening? See, you can be prompted and motivated. With human effort, you can move in. But if there is no command, that is not God's faith. Hallelujah. This woman was commanded. When I saw this, I knew that you can't go beyond the level of the commandment. Now, I mean, listen, we're talking about even talking of paying tithes, and people are looking for scriptures to prove what that is not relevant. Have you, have you? Because there is no command. When there is no command, there is no conviction, there is no awareness, there is no faith, no belief. Somebody came to the office on when I was saying the same thing to me. I told her, I said, I have told you to leave those camps alone. Just leave them alone. Just leave them and find your level. I'm not asking you to be rebellious. It's a pastor like me. But when men think you for a pastor must die, why they rejoice in whatever they are doing? Just because they have some scriptures that are irrelevant. That's it. Look at it. Whose son are you? You say, we're Abraham children by faith. Did the Bible say so? The two people that connected and originated tight, they are high priests, if you will. The father of faith and the high priest Melchizedek. Don't you know that? Where do you belong? You belong to these two people. Abraham by faith is our father. Melchizedek is a high priest. One paid to the other, the other one collected. Where do you belong? And you say it's not relevant. You can't do it. I wonder where your faith lies. Jesus told the Pharisees, if you were Abraham's seed, you will do what Abraham did. If Abraham be your father. What did Abraham do? He paid tithes. Who received it? Melchizedek. Who is Melchizedek? A high priest of this order. And I told him now, if Melchizedek knew what he wanted to do, he would make his children to stumble. Why must he do it? He collected before the new order came in. What am I trying to make you understand? Without a commandment from the Lord, you can't even pay tight. It's not preaching it. You can't get the conviction. You can't get the awareness. It can't come in. You, you see, that's why it is difficult to force people to do certain things. Glory to God for what He's doing and touching the building project. It is difficult. Somebody came to me recently and said, Hey, listen. You see, a pastor told me how they are raising money every Sunday, buying one bar, buying two bar. I said, what? Maybe God told him, God has not shown me that formula. I, I don't know how to be buying one bag and two bag and finish a project. I don't know. I don't have faith for that kind of a thing. There are a lot of formulas people use, but I don't have grace for such formulas. I just wait on him. But I'm very convinced he will use you to finish what he wants to do. You know why you can't relate well? Because you see, listen, hey, hey. there are two things to this fact. One is in need. In fact, every one of them is in need, just like everybody is in need. Elijah had need. And the woman had need. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? If you think you are free, I'm sorry. You have need. Somebody else has need. Why won't God speak to you to do something? It is when God commands you, that's where your needs are met. That is what faith really means. The woman got the understanding, the commandment came and her debts were paid. God never speaks to you concerning anybody. He's always speaking to you about yourself. You are not hearing God. Hallelujah. Jesus in Matthew chapter 13 was speaking, teaching, and they came to him and said, Why are you teaching these people in parables? He said, because to you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom. That means knowing what the kingdom means is a gift. Hallelujah. 
But to them it is not given. So that hearing they may hear, but will not understand. See, they will see, but they will not see. Lest when they hear and understand and be convicted and believe, then I will heal them. So healing takes place. Healing financially, materially, physically. Healing takes place only when that conviction and accurate understanding of who God is has come in. Knowledge produces healing. So he said, believe God, believe God. Tell the people, I have only told you here. Believe God for what? Know what you are believing. And believing is an open-ended thing. I'm, I'm sure you know that. I've told you several times. To them that believe. He didn't tell you what to believe. Believe anything you want to believe. But it's what you believe that you will get. Now how do you believe? Believe is synonymous with faith. Belief is synonymous to what? To faith. So if belief is the same thing as faith on the other side. How do you have to have faith? You've got to hear. I was driving the other day with a friend. And he was saying, Pastor, I don't know. A friend of mine, a pastor, was saying that we need to go into a 40 days fast. And I said, that's fine. But can we look at the scriptures? We have three people that did this fasting. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Do you understand? Moses, God said, you come up here and I will meet with you. God told him to come up and he was with God. He was in the presence of the Lord and God furnished him with a spiritual meal, not a natural meal. There was no hunger because he was in the presence of God. God asked him to go. Am I talking? What about Elijah? God said, you go to eat this, this meal because you go on a 40 days fast. This meal you are eating now will sustain you for 40 days. God provided supernatural meal that kept Elijah going for 40 days. I don't know where your own 40 days fast is coming from. When Jesus went to the wilderness, the Bible said the Spirit led him. He didn't choose to go. The Spirit led him. You see, this is why we kill ourselves. There is a guy, sorry, that is fasting in South Africa. He's doing 40 days fast. Every year he always attempts it. And before he gets through, they will rush him home to hospital. Next year he will come back to a mountain. He's fasting. Because Elijah fasted 40 days, Moses 40 days. I don't understand this thing. The last one, he almost died. Intense size, everything was going away. After keeping the hospital for two weeks to resuscitate his life. Next year, we carry his bag again. Go for 40 days pass. Religion. Religion. There was a guy that fasted in the days of Frank Leon in Ethiopia. You can read the book by Frank Leon. Atomic power with God through fasting and prayer. After reading that, he said, where Jesus went, Moses went, Elijah went. So he went up to the mountain. Fasted 40 days. He survived because Frank Lord can really teach you to fast long fast. He went and he came back and the pie was looking for, he didn't get. He said, Christianity, he became a backslider. That's the result of 40 days fast because there was no commandment from the Lord. He backslid. No more Christian. Say, all those things, they are fake. Nothing is happening there. But he went through a 40 days fast. This woman got a commandment. I don't know who you are hearing. I don't know why you can't do the right thing. I don't know why you want people to be propelling and pushing you. It is simply because you are not hearing from God. It pains me that you can't hear from God. It distorts my life because, listen, I have only been saying this and I will only repeat it. My sheep hear my voice. The people that doesn't hear, they are goats. Because there are only two animals that the Bible uses there. Either sheep or goats. When you don't hear, you are a goat. 
How many gods are in this place? Okay, fine. That means all of you are hearing from God. Then I expect you to do the right thing. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? I expect you to do what? To do the right. You should be challenged. When you don't hear God, you begin to God, am I not a good? <laughs> I must push you because what? A sheep. Because only sheep can hear. God doesn't hear. Goats are led. Goats are fooled around by man. But sheep, they have identity. It is difficult for goats to really master their shepherd as compared to sheep. Can you, have you been to villages where goats are trained? But sheep, once the man comes out, hey, it, they are just very close to dogs. They know their owner. But for goats, hey. <laughs> For God, hey, check it out. It's serious. It's serious. Once, once the, this world is going, anyhow, and that is how so many Christians are. They don't know where they are going. They don't know what they are doing. They are just, when they look at this one, hey, they would like to be like this. Hey, they want to be like this. Hey, they want to be like that. What is your problem? You are already manifesting the Gotish ministry. May God deliver us. You are joking. See, Jesus said, I will come and separate the sheep from the goat. Did he say so? The sheep to my right hand and the goat to my left hand. How is he going to do the separation? It is by you hearing and following. Until you hear, you can become a sheep. The only means by which he's doing this separation is the gospel of Christ being proclaimed on the face of the earth and men who believe into what he's saying. They become sheep. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let, me, let me just say a few things here. If this thing is according to your faith, what then is your faith? We have already said faith coming by what? By hearing. So if you are not hearing God, you don't have any means of saying that you have faith. It's not possible. You may, you may, you may, I don't know. Men may teach you certain principles. You may apply them and they may not work. And you say, oh, what this man taught is not. He taught it. God did not speak into it. Listen, as I'm speaking now, I can be beautiful in you only if God takes what I have and impress it in your heart and begin to work with it. It becomes faith. Are you got what I'm talking about? <laughs> that is where the Holy Spirit is needed. To help you have whatever thing you are hearing registered in your heart for your own good, for your own good, for your own good. Sorry to say, it's difficult to move me on. I've had accusations that you are a difficult man. But I'm not a difficult man. Because I won't do anything because somebody is doing it. I'm not a difficult man. It is not the joy of doing too many things. No, I am not a difficult man. I've had that several times. People have said it. This person says you are a difficult man. I am not a difficult man. Why do we have to do things all because we must do it? No. Somebody must come to a place of walking by faith. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Don't allow all manner of messages to come into your head. Hear this. If faith comes by hearing, it means the kinds of where you hear determines your faith and the kind of faith you have determines your future. Amen? The kinds of where you hear determines what? Your faith. And the kind of faith you operate determines what? Your future. Why you can't make progress in life to a large degree is the kind of things you hear. Everything is based on faith. Everything. Faith is substance of things hoped for. That's future. The evidence of things not seen. Am I correct? Uh-huh. Now the evidence of things not seen He didn't tell you the kind of thing They could be positive or negative 
Hello? Come on now. I, I, are you following me? The evidence of things. What are the things? He didn't say godly things. It could be bad things. It is the fact. Because the foundation to what you are going to receive is what you have had. So the question is, who is communicating? If it's going to be good faith, then it is what God says about you. Are you there? Hello. Let me say this. <laughs> I spoke to Maxwell, I think, when he was in Abuja. Somebody called me on the phone and said, Pastor, I said yes. Say what I saw this night, I didn't like it. I said, what is this? He said, but I said, no, 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 no. All those ones you are trying to say is something else. Go straight to what you want to say. You saw me dead, isn't it? He said, eh, so you are afraid to say, no. You saw me dead, isn't it? He said, you're joking. He said, uh, well, if you won't believe me, God will use somebody else to talk to you. I said, whoever God wants to you, you are the same spirit. You know one thing? When God told me three days ago that when I'm 60, something is going to happen in my life. What's wrong with you? And in the next, in the next, in the next one hour, somebody has called. Hey, pastor. I said, what is it? He said, uh, I said, what is the air there? I died, isn't it? He said, I said, you are joking. Hallelujah. He said, if you don't hear from God, man can fool you. Even the devil can fool you. I will have called for prayer meeting. So, intercessors, people should pray. They told me I'm going to die. God sent two people. Now, we don't know who sent them. Whether it is God or the stranger. This one is the voice of a stranger. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know something, when I travel, you know sometimes when you fly, people find it difficult to sleep because their heart beats. But anytime I'm traveling, I look for the last seat in the plane. You know the reason? Because the plane is not always full to capacity. So when they have taken off, I'll just remove all the hands of the seat. <laughs> it is when the pilot said, We are about descending, I said, Now we have arrived. I sleep. If I'm not sleeping, I'm writing. It's not my business. I know he's with me. You can't give me prophecies that amounts to nonsense. I, you have to hear God for yourself. I'm just telling you the truth, otherwise you'll be a good for life. That anybody can move, you don't bring yam, yam pillies. Yam pillies, God will just run. You know yam pillies? You just cut yam. God will always run there. Cause on leave, anything they give to you, you are just eating. No choice. You see, you see, carry your phone and you are wasting your time. If I didn't hear from my father, I will agree with you. But I will have my, even if I didn't hear, I will still search. I will still go back to the father to find out why he sent you such a message. It's very easy. Don't give me some wrong things. and uh, I'll give you five things that you are supposed to God to talk to you. I'll give you five things. But let me rush this. So now, the next thing. The kind of faith you have determines your life because it forms your thoughts. And thoughts are powerful. I'm sure you know. As a man thinketh in his life, so is he. That scripture, it doesn't leave my mouth. And it has always helped me. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That is your life is a product of your thoughts. Hey, it's serious. Check it out. Your life is a product of your thought. It's not a witch. Your life is a product of your thought. As you think, so you are. No. The witch can only do and agree with what you are thinking and bring it to manifestation. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. God is thinking thought. You are also created to think. But how are the directions of your thoughts? 
God said, I know the thoughts that are thinking towards you. God is thinking. God is a thinker. And he made you also to be what? A thinker. But what are you thinking about, Uncle Francis? That is the issue, sir. All this stupidity over the place. How I... Oh my goodness. Hey, how can fashion change you? Except you thinking along the line of what is fashionable. Am I still talking here? Hey. <laughs> I was speaking to a friend of mine. I see your people came there, they are singing. All these rappers. I said, what is this? He said, hey man, these guys, I saw the lyrics, they are talking about Jesus. I said, no, 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 not this one. Not this one. Even the devil can talk about Jesus. The difference is he trembles. Am I talking? The devil can still talk about Jesus, but the difference between you and the devil is that he trembles. So talking Jesus does not make him a convert. No, this is a goat. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, well, I love you, but it's a serious matter. Just like Matthew was trying to say, they have become a Jew to win the Jews. You don't understand. What Paul said was this. They said you can't go to the temple except you shave your head. So he took Paul also, I mean, uh, um, yes, I mean, uh, Apostle Timothy, I mean, brought Timothy, and shaved his head so that they can allow them to enter into the temple. He was doing that to have access to minister to them. Just like he said, will you go naked because people are naked just because you want to preach? I don't know, man. Okay, this one is not acceptable. It's not. This is, this is, a perversion and a permission of juvenile delinquency of the highest order in the name of gospel music. No. Then I told him, say, the Bible says, if I speak in tongues and you don't understand me, how can you go to war? This guy is rapping. I don't know what he's saying. How can I have faith in what he's saying? Or you forgot to understand that when somebody comes here, he's a minister. You forgot to understand that when somebody comes here to think he's a priest for that moment. How can I say amen to your hammer, your hand, your mama, How can I say amen to it? Because I can't hear what you're saying. You are speaking in tongues. It's not permitted. It's spiritual juvenile delinquency of the highest order. Hallelujah. He said, when you communicate, let your word be seasoned and with grace that will minister grace to the hearers. What, how do you allow this kind of a thing, man? That is goatism. Hallelujah. Who do you want to please, God or man? <laughs> Amen. Look at the next thing. Remember your thoughts, they are very powerful. They are product of what you hear. Am I correct? Okay. So your faith determines what is to be. In other words, what befalls you or becomes you is a product of your faith. If you fail, it is a product of your faith. You see how fatal? Come on, am I talking to somebody? See, faith is not necessarily success. You can still fail. It is still faith. Because thought can make you fail or make you succeed. Whichever way, it is still faith. Faith could be negative or what? Positive. It is still faith. <laughs> hey. People keep talking, talking, talking. Oh, covenant. This, that, this, that. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is all about with the body of Christ. Faith. Is that word that comes from the Lord? Is that thing that... Hey, listen. When I got converted, I was seeking the face of the Lord. Seeking the face of the Lord. And um, somebody was telling me, um, this conversion is not real. This one, I can't believe. I was having trouble with my spirit. Because every time the word will keep coming. 
One day the Lord said, I should read Isaiah chapter 6. He just woke me up in the night and gave me Isaiah 6. I can't remember the book, but he said, This tongue that came from the fire have touched thy tongue and your sin forgiven your iniquities punch. That's why I've been wasting my time. The next thing I said, I said, well, If you don't believe, God believe me. He settled it from that day. I carried my Bible and said, Look at what God showed me. That my sins are forgiven and my iniquities purged. So if God delivers me and set me free, who are you to condemn me? Now I took my ground and I stood my ground. And that is where I am today. Because God spoke to me concerning the battle I was going through because of the voice of a stranger. Those who ever tell you that you can't make it because of one of your great grandfather's sin is the voice of a stranger. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Those who will tell you that because your old home, there are some things there, there are some things there that have not been uprooted, they can't make progress. That is the voice of a stranger. And we must confront them all. This is the time to come. See, there are some people who come and tell you, tell you no, 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 I'm not interested. In fact, I told the second person when he I said, Look, as far as I'm concerned, don't come alive because of that matter anymore. Don't try it. See, vision. Vision for who? If you are not careful, I'll come and conduct your burial ceremony. Funeral service, I'll be in charge. Uh huh. Because you don't have the paper to do that, I have the qualification to do that. Am I correct? You'll be the first you want to go so that I can do it for you. Can you allow manner of things to come to your spirit and the next thing be fidgeting and all manner of thought be passing through your life and the end of the whole thing, you are failing. So your failure is your faith. Not a wish. But a negative faith because of what you have had and the things you are thinking. Hallelujah. I once remember a lady in Lagos. She was 40. Very good friend of mine. Went to the lady. Say, hey baby. I want to marry you. Lady said, I'm 40. Say, do you know my age? So what's your age? I'm 40. So what's the implication? I said, but at 40, you expect me. I can, can give birth. So I'm not marrying somebody 40. I'm marrying somebody 18. I want to marry you. That's all. It's okay. If you want us to go, let's go. They've got two already. They've got two already. A very good friend of mine. We finished school together, secondary. They got two. Married her at the age of 40. What's your problem? Your menopause is your thought. I'm just telling you this now so that you can be delivered from the voice of strangers. He said, don't you know I'm at the age of menopause? That is your thoughts. And you women, that is the truth. Because you can even enter your circle before the month ends. Because of your thoughts. Am I correct? And you won't be a witness now. <laughs> there are so you say, the way I'm feeling, be like say, and the next thing you have it, is your thoughts. It's just your thinking. You see, your thought will make some of your system begin to function abnormally. 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 Just your thoughts. A friend of mine got married. He's a pastor. I talked about there. I won't be mentioning names. And they were there for two years. The woman didn't take him. The woman married from town here, from Warrior. The parents are close by. I won't call the name. And they went, pastors are coming, deliverance, marriage spirit. They go around the whole place, all the marriage spirit refused to go. And one day the man said, Hey, come here, come here, come here. I can see something. Why do we think that there is something stopping us? Or our system cannot work? Now you lay hand on your system. I'm going to lay hand on my system. I'm going to speak because we are the seeds of Abraham. We are not going anywhere for deliverance. We are not going for counseling. We are not going for anything. They stood facing each other and said, We must be productive. You, you have to. They got three already. 
As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you fail, it is faith, but a negative faith. If you succeed, it is faith, but what? A positive faith. Faith is still faith. So you can have great faith, which is negative. It is still great faith. That you will never arise. It is great faith. My faith is I will never succeed in life. It is faith. I will give thanks to God for your life. <laughs> Serious man. Hey, God will help us. How many of you want to succeed? You don't need anybody. You don't need it. Just catch up with God. Just follow him. Be blind, but you are following. You are blind. but People say you are blind, but you are seeing. But they said you are blind. Because this blind man could still walk. I don't know how he did it. But whichever way you will do it, that's your miracle. You are blind, but you are walking. How many have you seen blind men on the street walking? Nobody is helping them. These guys were blind, yet they were following Jesus. How did they know Jesus was there? They heard from God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, God is faithful. We, 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 we can't compare ourselves, but God is just good. Going by the way we operate and the things we believe and the things we work, God is just fantastic. Every day we still get phone calls, get text messages. It's wonderful, people of God. <laughs> I know this is a real thing and nobody can change me from it. By implication, you establish things by your faith. Like I said, which will either be negative or what? Positive. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to give you five things on how to design the voice of God. Will you like that? Because there are some things God will never, never tell you. Never. There are some things God will never, never tell you. Let me show you a few things. Number one. Hallelujah. First thing you must do is to design the voice that is speaking to you. See, at a lower level, because you don't know how to make spiritual discernment, just see whether that voice agrees with the word of God. That is a very low level. Is that okay? It is still powerful in large, large degree, but take it. Go, you just have this voice. Just find out whether it agrees with the word of God. Hmm? Does it agree? I was sharing my, with my brother in the hotel well, yesterday evening. And all of you here know that. You know, I don't think anybody can fool you by telling you that you can't make success because your uh, ancestral spirit is following you. And quoting it from the book of uh, Exodus 20. Because the book of Exodus 20 says, I will visit the iniquities of the fathers under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. You are not a third generation. You are not a fourth generation. You don't hate him. So how will he visit iniquities on you? Uh, I, can't you think? He said, of them that do what? Hate me. Do you hate God? And verse 6 now says, I will show mercies unto thousands of generations of them that love me. Where do you belong? What's wrong with you? And they run around with that in the name of deliverance message. And you buy every day. You either bring your, hair or you bring your money or swing to the apostle's feet or whatever. Because you need to be delivered from iniquity. You will never be delivered because the trouble is not in any iniquity. The iniquity is in you. You are walking in lawlessness. You are not following the law of the spirit of Christ that sets you free from the circles of sins and death. The iniquity is in you. How can you be free? Say, my father, my mother, my father was a great wish. My and friend, that was their level. It was beautiful that there were great witches in their place. Now you are a great son of God in your own generation. You see greatness. They serve their generation being witches. Now you serve your generation being a child of God. So what's, it, what, what's wrong with you? Come on, wake up, church. This is foolishness. As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So you must design the voice of God. The voice that is talking to you, you must design it. Which voice is this? Who is talking? It doesn't sound familiar. Have you heard that before, even on your phone? 
And you say, yes, who am I talking to? And there are some times you say, who, who is talking? Ask. You see, Joshua was bold. Say, hey, come on, come on, who is this? Uh, let me know, are you for us or against them? So that we can start the business. And the Lord said, I'm neither for any, but I'm the Lord of hosts. Okay, now I know you are Jesus. He designed. Everybody appears to you now. Claim to be Jesus, you take it. Hallelujah. Number two. Psalm 85. How does God speak? Are we hear God? Are we hear what God the Lord will speak? For he will speak peace unto his people. And to his saints. But let them not turn again to fully. He will speak what? Peace. God speaks peace. You say, but when God spoke of judgment and famine, yeah, that is a warning. It is the peace that you repent. Hallelujah. If God wants to destroy you, we give you a condition. Hello? Are you hearing what I'm saying now? He gives you a condition. In the book of Deuteronomy, Leviticus, they're all there. If you don't do this, this will happen. So he doesn't just speak. He first says why that thing we have to do what happened. So I can go say you are going to die and you have not told me what I did. Did it work? Ah, it didn't work now. If God says you are going to die and you should be able to ask him why do you say I am going to die? He will tell you why you are going to die. It's okay, I stop. Am I correct? Then what follows? Life. That's the deliverance you need. Just know why God said you are going to die. Otherwise, God speaks peace. Hmm? If the voice you are hearing is a voice that is tormenting you, it's not the voice of God. If the voice you hear every day is a voice that creates agitation, fret, disturbance in your spirit, it's not the voice of God. If the voice you are hearing is the voice that will not enable you to live peaceably with all men, it's not the voice of God. The voice that separates you from your neighbor is not the voice of God. Are you hearing this? Because he speaks peace. Hmm? Paul says, pursue things that make for peace. Now here you are as a child of God. You claim it to be hearing from God. And yet, all that you live for is how you can be separated from those around you. Creating trouble every day. And you are saying you are hearing from God. It's not the voice of God. It's the voice of strangers. The voice that tell you you are too good to be a friend of that person is the voice of stranger. Because Jesus came for sinners, for the ugly, for the leprous people. That voice that said that man is not your mate. Why, why are you coming so low? I was with Mark yesterday. I would travel to South Africa. Somebody came to the airport. The administrator of a church was mandated to go and pick a minister from the airport. Eh? When he got to the airport, he saw the man. He was able to design that this is the man. And he went to him, are you pastor this? He said, no, I'm doctor. It's all right. So he walked away. He said, David, I have to leave him at the airport because I went for the pastor, but he's a doctor. No, but that's, I'm talking of what happened just in April. That's what pride can do. He was here at the airport for more than one hour. Because the guy came back. And he said, no, no, I went for the pastor. What I saw there, is a doctor. <laughs> I don't want to take the wrong person. That's pride. The wrong voice. That will make you suffer in this life. Where assistance will come, you will miss it because you think you are very important. Wrong voice. I'm doctor. Huh? I, I came for the pastor. And you are a doctor, so I don't want to take the wrong person. So when he get back, say, Where's the son? I saw a doctor there. You asked me to go and pick a pastor, isn't it? Say, What I looked for was a doctor, but I saw a doctor. I mean, a, a pastor. I saw a doctor. I can't carry that person. They left in there for more than one hour. 
That's a pride in your head. There are some people you feel you can relate with when you see somebody say, oh, no, 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 no. See, you have to think of my age. How old are you? How old are you? I want to know. Even the oldest man in the world, who is God? You can't be older than God, became a man. The oldest man in the universe became a man. So that he can see our fellowship. Who are you? Think it's a matter of tying that gala or wearing cap or something that makes you somebody. No, it is the qualities of God's life in you. Hmm. When I ministered in Jericho, the guy was saying, I was not thinking you could minister here, but I tell you, I love those people more than the big people I was ministering to because those people they think they know, but this guy they wanted to swallow. They needed it more than those guys. Why do you think I have to say, limit my debtors on class say we are big people, bishops or something? You're wasting your time. Huh? God speak peace. Anything that separates you from your fellow man is not the voice of God. Anything that makes you feel you are too important for humanity is not the voice of God. Anything that makes you feel you can't stick too low to go and get salvation or to somebody, you are not hearing the voice of God. The voice of strangers. Jesus went with Galilee. Go and study the background of Galilee. They were more or less like outcasts. Very poor people. That's where he went and do ministry. That's where he had his headquarters. Who are you? Following the voice of strangers and you say God is not helping you. You are looking for preaching engagement and you look for the one that will give you honorarium. How many places did Jesus go to to look for honorarium? Apostle Paul was making tent. Who gave him honorarium? He rebuked a child that refused to offer to him. Who gave him honorarium? The basis of ministry today is how much you can collect. You can drive a jeep. Homer, homer. That is no ministry. That is business. Merchandising the gospel for your own selfish interests. That's not what we are called for. The money will come. Hey, glory to God. You see what is happening in this building there? Crazy. Go check it out. Mama, you drive in there, see the thing. It's fine. How much have you paid so far? God is doing it. We don't need to kill ourselves. He knows your pulse. He knows what you have. He knows what you don't have. You have debt on your head and you are paying them too. So it's not going to tell you to bring, 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 bring. Or oh, you want me to tax you? I place the tax on your head now to finish the building. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So let's move on now. I'll show you another thing. Are you done? Mm-hmm. See. Um... No, do you read verse now of that chapter? Says, surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell where in our land. Now look at the next thing I want to give to you, Leviticus twenty-five, verse nine. He speaks freedom, release, and that the sound of release which have to speak with times of jubilee. He sets people free. He came to set you free. Is that not true? The Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He came to set us free from every captivity, every bondage, my friend. I'm not owing anybody anything. I don't care who that grandfather was. I owe no man anything, not even my father, not even my mother. I owe no man anything. The other day, a brother came and said, Pastor, I think we need to do something. I said, what is this? I think we need to go and pray. I said, where? Say in the family. For which people? Say for this family as I'm not included. He said, why? As I'm not included. Can't you see my life? Huh? I said, this is no boasting. Can't you see my life? Hallelujah. How can I join you to go and pray such prayers? I'll be telling God he's not faithful. Huh? <laughs> Say, count your blessing, name them one by one. Isn't it? And it is surprise you what the Lord... I've done. How can I join you to go and make such prayers? God speaks freedom. He speaks liberation. He speaks deliverance. I am free. Help me tell yourself you are free. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
He speaks freedom. Jubilee. Jubilee. That's what he speaks. Then in first Kings chapter 4, he speaks abundance. Abundance. The rain is coming. Say, watch it. Open your eyes. Say, I can't see. Say, go back. I can't see. Go back. The rain is coming. There is a building up. Even in your life, something is happening. Something is building up, but you can't see. But watch it. Go. Seek it. Something is happening. Don't tell me you can't see. That's the wrong voice. Go back. Hallelujah. You will see. <laughs> something is happening. I can see something. Yes. It's tired from like a fish. But something is happening. Rain will fall. There is abundance of rain. God speaks abundance. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let them run. He told, he told Elijah, let begin to run. Overtake Ahab. Rain is about to fall. Season of abundance, my friend. That's what God speaks. I see myself getting better every day. Do you understand? When you take the principle of the mulberry tree, First Chronicles 14. He said when he shakes the mulberry tree, what does God speak? He speaks action and victory. Huh? God speaks what? Action and victory. He prompts you to action. He gives you action. That's what he did to that woman. When he commanded the woman, that was the principle of the mulberry tree. I commanded the woman so that you can pay your debt and be free. So God will give you actions to victory in your business. That is what God speaks. He tells you what to do to succeed. Can you see what even happened to the woman that sold the oil? It's not enough to sell the oil. I mean, to multiply the oil. There has to be a corresponding action. What was it? Go and sell. Wow. The oil will not pay until the money comes. You need money to pay the debt, not oil. The miracle was oil, but the marketing has to be done. God will give you strategy to sell what he has given to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So that your abundance will come. You will pay up your debts. That's what he does. So he multiply the oil. After multiply, he say no more verse. He go and sell. Hey, the thing that will produce the money is your action. And God is going to give you action. 